0: Hello and welcome to Modern Day Human, helping you align with your highest frequency and activate more of your spiritual self in daily life. My name is Brian and this episode is about fatigue and why you're tired all the time. And just as a reminder, my core belief is that everything is energy. And so when I talk about any topic, it's always through the lens of that belief. I define fatigue as the condition in which your energy output is greater than your energy input over a prolonged period of time. And I want to talk about the five common contributors that affect your energy levels in hopes that it can help you raise your level of energy and feel more vitality, no matter where you are on that scale. So let's dive in. The first common cause of fatigue is simply doing too much, which happens when you don't include yourself as a priority in your life. We all need time to recharge. And when you don't take the time to do that, and you don't prioritize that for yourself, well, then you start operating on a deficit of energy. This is the core issue for people pleasers. And it happens when you consistently say yes, when really you want to say no, which gets to be exhausting. It's not healthy to just go, 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 and give, give, give without refueling at some point. And everyone has a different way of doing that, you know, and different requirements around that. For example, as an introvert, I need a lot of alone time to recharge. And I've learned that, in fact, I need a lot more alone time than the average person does for that. I've actually wondered how long I could go without human contact. Is that weird? (laughs) I mean, it might sound weird for those that are more extroverted. Because extroverts recharge by socializing and being out in the world. And of course, it doesn't really matter how you choose to do it as long as you do take time to recharge. And I know it's super hard to do this if you are a people pleaser. Because you have your sense of self-worth all tied up in what you do for others. And it's not a bad thing to help others, of course. Like, it's amazing to serve others and help people, but the goal is to strike a healthy balance between helping others and taking care of yourself. And if you have trouble saying no, what I found helpful is to have a go-to response. You know, have something ready when someone asks you to do something that you really don't want to do or, you know, you don't have the energy to do because that's the real difficulty, right? Knowing what to say in the moment and having the confidence to say it without fumbling over your words and, you know, going to your default of like, yeah, sure, of course. So here are a couple responses that you can practice and you can use when you're asked to do something that you don't want to do. The first one is simply saying, "I'm sorry, I have other plans." Super simple, right? But it can be hard for people. And you don't have to tell others what your plans are that you're going to stay home and read a book or watch a movie or organize your closet or wash your hair. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But if they do ask, you can still be polite and honest and still decline. You could say, thank you, I really appreciate you thinking of me, but I really need to recharge with some alone time this weekend or tonight or whenever it may be. And then another more direct response could be, I'm sorry, but I'm really not feeling up to it. And if they ask, oh, are you okay? Is everything all right? You can be like, yeah, I just need some alone time to recharge. So it's as simple as that. And the people that respect you and your energy will have no problem with that kind of response because it is polite and it is honest. And if they do have a problem or try to make you feel guilty, take that as a big old red flag because those are the types of people in your life that are going to drain your energy if you let them and probably have been draining your energy. And now, of course, they're also a blessing because what they're doing is they're helping you to practice establishing your boundaries. They're giving you an opportunity to do that. And once you do, you'll gain back a lot of energy. So that's the first common cause. The second common cause of fatigue is overthinking, which seems to be our modern day plague. There's a lot going on in our lives today, and overthinking seems to have become a normal response to the busyness of our lives. So it's understandable, but it's still unhealthy because overthinking is basically a type of worry which puts your body in a constant state of stress. And when your body is producing stress hormones all the time, you're going to feel exhausted. And the best advice I have for overthinking is first, get things out of your head and onto paper. I know I say this all the time, but writing things out is incredibly helpful because it allows me to then just tell myself not to worry about it. It's all written down. And then the second way to combat overthinking is to take action. The longer you put things off, the longer you're going to be thinking about them. So those are the two steps that really help me stop myself from overthinking. And that's if overthinking stems from being overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. If overthinking is a result of being worried about the future, well, then you're going to have to take a different approach. That type of thinking and worry stems from a lack of faith in yourself, in the unfolding of your life. If that's the case, then I'm going to refer you back to a few episodes to podcast number three, Trust in Your Life Path, and hopefully that can help you see things in a slightly different way and release some of your worry about the future. But the quick recap is to practice reminding yourself that your next steps will reveal themselves when you need them, and then that you're always receiving guidance. You just have to strengthen your ability to receive it and trust it. But I talk more about that in that episode three. And speaking of three, the third common cause of fatigue is not getting enough quality sleep. A Very practical thing that we all need. So let's just talk about sleeping habits and the conditions that contribute to this. Starting first with the habits. We just talked about the habit of overthinking and some of the ways to alleviate that. What about your habits around bedtime? What's your typical routine, like 30 minutes before going to sleep? Are you watching TV or are you scrolling through social media? And if so, what are the sounds and the images and the messages that you're feeding your mind? Are they calming? Because that's really what's needed for your mind in order to fall asleep. And also, how consistent is your bedtime? Because what I've found is that it's a lot easier to fall asleep if I go to sleep at roughly the same time every night, on both weekends and weeknights. So that's something else you can look at and test out if you're currently inconsistent with your bedtime. And these are all factors pertaining to your sleeping habits. And then what about the conditions of your sleeping environment? Because those also play a role. I have found that there are four conditions of a space that optimize my ability to fall asleep and also affect the quality of my sleep. The space has to be, number one, dark. Number two, quiet. Number three, clean. And number four, cool. So... To create these conditions for yourself, what I suggest is getting good quality blinds or shades to help you keep your room dark. Number two, doing what you can to keep that noise level down or adding white noise to your space. And then number three, keeping your bedroom clean and tidy and uncluttered, which helps put your mind at ease. And number four, keeping your space cool. I've read studies where they found anywhere from 60 to about 67 degrees Fahrenheit to be optimal for sleeping. So you can try some of those out to hopefully improve your sleep. And then the fourth common cause of fatigue I want to touch on is not getting enough nutrients into your body. Diet is a huge topic these days, and yet the concept for a healthy diet is fairly simple. Add the things that are going to help your body to thrive, and then eliminate the things that are not going to help your body to thrive. It seems simple enough, right? But the complication with this is that everyone has a different opinion on what helps the body and what does not help the body. I'm of the mindset that as the beings of light that we are, we thrive when we feed ourselves as much light as we can. And the only organisms that can convert light from the sun into food are plants. So it makes sense that the more plants we eat, the more energy we gain, specifically green leafy vegetables. So that is my number one dietary suggestion for increasing energy and eliminating or reducing fatigue. And what I have found to be the quickest and easiest way to do this is to incorporate a green smoothie into my morning routine, which is pretty simple. It's essentially a banana, a cup of mango or some berry, and then followed by a cup or so of water. And then lastly, four green vegetables, minimum. I usually go for parsley, kale, romaine, lettuce, and celery. Although I try to get five or six green vegetables in there, you know, just to really pack in those nutrients. So try that out and just experiment and change it up once in a while. Start with four or even three and then gradually increase how many veggies you add. So that's the fourth common cause of fatigue, lack of nutrients. The fifth common cause is a buildup of toxins in your body. This can also be a fairly complex situation since there are so many variables at play. Nowadays, we have unfortunately created multiple ways for toxins to collect in our bodies. They can enter via the products we use, the foods we eat, the medicines we ingest, the air we breathe, and the thoughts we think, and even the emotions we suppress. That's a lot of ways, right? Not to be depressing, but that's where we're at. But fortunately, the human body is very powerful and intelligent and is extremely good at maintaining a state of health and vitality. All we have to do is put forth some effort to support it rather than work against it. And some of the best ways I've found to do that are, number one, staying hydrated so that your body can flush out any toxins that enter and prevent them from accumulating long term. And I recommend hydrating by eating more foods that have a high water content throughout the day, like fruits and vegetables, instead of just flooding your body with water throughout the day. And I say that because not only do you then get more nutrients. But your cells and tissues can better absorb the water, too, rather than it going right through you. And then number two is eating an organic, whole foods diet with as little processed food as possible. No surprise there. So shop the outer perimeter of your grocery store rather than the inner aisles. Anything that needs refrigeration or can perish is usually the things to get. Number three Questioning what medications are necessary and which ones can be eliminated by making lifestyle changes. Of course, there are many medicines out there that are very beneficial. So I'm not saying get rid of all your medications, but look at them and question which ones are really needed and which ones could possibly be doing more harm than good. And it's not up for me to decide that for you. Everyone has the right and responsibility to decide for themselves what they allow into their systems. And they also must hold themselves accountable for the consequences of those decisions. So take the time to just question exactly what you're putting into your body and also pay attention to the effects that you feel as a result. Number four is having a positive outlook on life. Because the more consistently you can resonate at a high frequency, the more efficiently your body can function, including the efficient elimination of toxins. So this would include things like practicing gratitude focusing all the good that's in the world and all the ways that life is supporting you along your path of expansion. And then number five would be expressing your feelings. This can be a tough one for everyone because of the societal conditioning we've all been subjected to. I mean, there's a lot of focus on men expressing their feelings and not wanting to be vulnerable, which is true and I agree, but I think it can be just as challenging for women to express emotions like anger You know, it all depends on the messages we received growing up and what we believed was acceptable for us and what we believed was not acceptable for us. So it just depends. It's different for each of us. And then the final suggestion I have to help reduce the buildup of toxins in your body is exercising. Again, no surprise there either. If you look up the benefits of regular exercise, there's an endless stream of information and studies done on that including helping you sleep better, which we already talked about. So if you're not getting at least 20 to 30 minutes of exercise each day, it's time to reevaluate and just adjust your daily routine to try to include that as best as you can. And take it easy. If you can only do 5 or 10, that's fine. Just build up to it. So those are some of the factors to look into if you're feeling fatigued. So a quick recap. Number one, remember not to do too much and practice saying no when you need to recharge. Number two, remember to write down your thoughts and take action so that you're not constantly overthinking about the things you have to do. And if your thinking comes from worrying about the future, remember to practice having faith in yourself and trust the unfolding of your life to help calm your overthinking mind. And go back to episode three that talks about trusting your life path. Number three, Remember to review your sleeping routine so that it helps you create a relaxing state of mind and check that your sleeping environment is dark, cool, quiet, and clean. Number four, remember to increase the amount of raw leafy greens in your diet to increase the amount of nutrients your body receives. Remember, we are beings of light, and so we need light into our body to be operating at its optimal levels. And number five, Remember to prevent the buildup of toxins in your body by making sure you're hydrated, eating an organic diet of whole foods, reviewing any medications you might be taking, practicing a positive outlook, expressing your emotions, and exercising on a regular basis. Now, of course, this list is by no means exhaustive, but I do hope that it's helpful. And I'd like to end with a quote that I received during a meditation reminding us, that feeling bad isn't necessarily a bad thing. And the quote is this, Frustration and exhaustion are often called upon to help you let go of that which you will not part with easily. Listen to them and allow them to guide you towards a new approach. So, I hope those are helpful reminders and you heard something that you can use to bring a little more energy and vitality into your life. And if you'd like further support to align with your highest frequencies and activate more clarity, power, and purpose in your life, you can always visit themodernelf.com or explore the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to being with you in the next episode.